And obviously, we have a guest on today. I'm Tony Turnquist. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. Um, audience, we will get into Tony shortly here. Um, but I just want to reach out, say thank you to the audience that, that comes back every week um, to, to listen. And I hope that everyone is, I mean, for the people that celebrate Christmas, I hope you had a great Christmas seeing your family and seeing all your loved ones and um, whoever you were with, wherever you had to go, safe travels and everything of, of, of that sort. Um, and for the people still celebrating holidays, whatever they celebrate, I hope that is going awesome for you. I hope you are having fun and having a great time with, with friends and family. And, you know, that's the goal. That's the goal around this time of year. We all kind of close out the year having a great time with friends and family. And, and um, I'm happy to be seeing all the, uh, all the great things um, on social with, with all, my, all my friends and all my family that are posting about it and everything and looks like everyone that I at least I'm affiliated with is having a is having a great time so awesome um Tony obviously I asked you how you're doing today um but thank you for coming on the podcast today um I was saying this so the audience has some context I was saying this before we started recording Tony has been one of the people that has been recommended by a handful of the guests that we've had on so this episode is is a long time coming but um but yeah thanks for thanks for hopping on today um I really appreciate the um the flexibility and you opening up your schedule to be on today. So, uh, so yeah, why don't you kind of start things out, introduce yourself to the people, um, and then we can get into what we kind of have slated today. It sound all right. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me here. And, um, I'm not sure who recommended me, but, uh, <laughs> it will be remains to be seen if I do well on this or not. So I've never done one of these. I had one planned, I think pre pandemic and then that happened and they got postponed and, never picked uh, up again. So uh, like I was saying before this uh, this started to Jared, I just want to commend you on the job you're doing. Um, I've listened to a few um, people getting interviewed, creatives around the industry and you kill it, man. Uh, I've listened to a few of these podcasts and some some are okay. Some are really, really good. And, and um, you're definitely in the really good category. So, um, but a little bit about me. Uh, my name's Tony Turnquist. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I currently live in Austin, Texas, though, to get away from uh, the cold up there. I'll go back home a couple times a year and hit that negative temps, and I'm like, I need to go back mm-hmm. down south. I've been down here for about seven years now, so um, I definitely uh, I, I miss the snow. I don't miss the negative 20 like I just had up there, so... Um, I know that's probably hitting on some <laughs> sensitive ears with you, Jared. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I'm from Minneapolis. Uh, I work now as a creative director for a company actually based out of Wisconsin um, called Capture Sports and Entertainment. Um, I just started about one year ago, so this is kind of perfect timing mm-hmm. uh, for this podcast. Now that I've had a year to kind of reflect over my experience there and kind of just outside of college uh, athletics where I spent um, my professional life uh, since I got out of school. So it's been a good fun year, very different, very challenging, but also very rewarding uh, professionally and personally uh, jumping outside of uh, the college realm. So Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Um, You have when you were referenced, you were also referenced with like Texas and Alabama 
And then upon connecting with you on social media, you know, then seeing what you're doing with, with Capture Sports Entertainment and everyone you work you work with um, and all the content you guys are pushing out over there, it's, yeah, you guys are doing an awesome, awesome job. Um, and I'll, I may be a little biased as well because I'm a Packer fan and you work with Aaron Jones, so... <laughs> Awesome guy, by the way, but uh, big Vikings fan. But uh, working with him is making me like I push push for him, and I like he's there's just a lot of good people on the team. So uh, continue though. I don't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, but yeah, the weather. My wife and I just recently bought a house, and the, like last week was like our first full week in the house. So mm-hmm. of course that week had to be. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, So, yeah, that last week had to be, of course, negative, like, 87. It wasn't 87, but, like, negative. I think it hit, like, negative 35 was the high, was the lowest. I said, almost said highest. Was the lowest it got with wind chill and everything. And, yeah, so we were really testing the houses, um, the durability of everything. And I was sweating for damn sure. Just waking up in the middle of the night, hearing cracks and creaks and rattles and, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So we, we really uh, jumped into the deep end with that one. So yeah. How, how'd the house hold up? I know it can be tough. Especially if, I don't know if you have an older home, newer. Or... So house was built in 1930. So a pretty, pretty old house, but it's very structurally sound. Um, it hasn't moved at all in what? 90, 92 years. So, or no, 88 years, 88 years. And wait, wait, which one is it? 92, 92 years. I think, um, I'm not not a math major. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, it hasn't moved in however long it's been, it's been built. So like structurally it was good, but yeah, there's a couple rattles and everything that you have to get used to. But, um, the one problem was we didn't have hot water for like a week. Um, but that wasn't because of the cold. It was because um, some part on the water heater that it's like a toxic fumes sensor on the water okay. heater. We got our floors done. So like the dude ended up putting, you know, the sealant, the resin on the, on top of the floors. We have hardwood floors. And apparently with the cold, all the residue and everything got caked onto that, onto the plug of that. And it completely shut down our water heater. So... I mean, the fix was quick, but we just had no idea. So when we called, there was a little bit of a turnaround for someone to come in. And yeah, so other than that, you know, other than us not being able to shower at our house for the first week or so, <laughs> it's been great. It could be worse, though. I, uh, <laughs> it like, could be worse. Heat, you know, during that time, uh, like, uh, even just having water. I know it's cold, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we have issues down here where our pipes will freeze. Um, I know a lot of people like, you know, from the Midwest, if they never lived uh, kind of down, you know, the southern part of the United States, like you have to cover your pipes and not like you have to drip your faucets and all this stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I have to do any of that, like, you know, back home and in, in Minnesota. So um, it's a it's a learning curve because otherwise they're just not made like that. Um, you know, those pipes, if they're exposed too long and freezing temps like we had over the weekend, you know, they can crack and burst and all of a sudden you have, you know, flooding and all sorts of stuff, uh, you know, go wrong. So I, uh, I do miss the way that houses are made, uh, you know, in the north. So at least nothing, nothing happened with your, 
you know, water in the sense that it ran out or like we had a boil notice over the weekend. Uh, I don't remember too many of those back home. So, um, <laughs> that going for you. So, <laughs> yeah, there, there definitely are a lot of other problems that we are thankful that we didn't have to, you know, have to mm-hmm. yet encounter, you know, knock on wood for that. But, um, but yeah, so kind of let, let's, let's get into a little bit, um, what we are kind of wanting to talk about. Um, main topic at hand that you brought up and that I am actually really, really excited to talk about is NIL. Um, on the podcast, we have talked about NIL a little bit, but we're kind of going in, we're looking at it from, I guess, maybe a different sense of the topic. Um, we talked about NIL, like maybe scratch the surface a little bit previously um, in this, in the, in the podcast, but going into it now, we're kind of going to just touch on a few other things so when you were working in let's see you were with you were texas as texas were you with texas up to when you got the job with capture sports entertainment like was that a seamless transition or was there a little downtime in between yeah i had like i gave myself a few weeks uh a few weeks off but pretty much right up until i started working with capture okay so and you were in collegiate athletics before nil correct yes i have been in it since honestly i started working in college football when i was a sophomore um so i've given away my age uh it's been like over 10 years (laughs) so (laughs) yeah that was that was my space okay so yeah you're able to experience pre-nil and now into nil so i guess when it comes to nil from a designer perspective what was your I guess to start, just to kind of scratch the surface a little bit, what was your experience as a creative? Did you have to accommodate to NIL or were you more freelanced? Like was was the collegiate like athletic creative staff, were you mm-hmm. tasked with conducting NIL services or was that outsourced by the player or their uh, agent or whoever they go through? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so first of all, like – I want to say, I don't want to uh, mix up the date, mm-hmm. um, but I think it was that June of uh, two years ago. So I only had one year in it. So very, very green. It was just very much a kind of no man's land. I think everything was um, kind of being figured out as far as what you could do legally and like in compliance with uh, the university and these donors and like the athlete and just that relationship was pretty muddy. So um, in our first year, um, I think the extent of NIL for us at Texas was really kind of putting together um, presentations, internal presentations for when recruits would come on visits and, hey, this is, um, you know, this is kind of, what we what we have this is these this group has been you know um started like there's these collectives now but um i know they've kind of opened a lot of that up but we weren't very heavily involved like as far as you know if an athlete wanted a logo or i'm actually not sure i'm very interested um i'll have to hear more about people who are currently working in that space Mm -hmm. um kind of i guess legal quote unquote um for creatives on staff to do for the athletes versus now a lot of it is um, from what I've heard is it's these collective groups, these donor collectives that are part like now they can actually partner with the university 
um, and they can get content to the athletes. And there's now there's companies being formed that provide those services uh, for athletes. So we weren't very hands-on per se. Um, and we, we actually tried our best. Um, and I know um, I, my mentor, uh, Matt Lang, who was creative director, um, we, we both left at the same time at Texas, um, but we wanted to kind of as hands-off as possible because we know just to be able to service one athlete properly while promoting, you know, your own, you know, football team is that's, that's multiple jobs with multiple different people and multiple different resources. So we were trying our best to be like, Hey, you know, we're already kind of overworked as is like, let's not, you know, uh, be in charge and, and get in, in the mix with all the athletes on our team too. So, um, we were, we were very kind of, um, and that the, the more, um, I guess, new section of NIL where we just didn't have a lot of time. Um, to, I, I like to see where it is now. I love mm-hmm. to hear from somebody you've ha- have on or who's working in college athletics now to see if they create content for athletes. Is that even allowed or is mm-hmm. it under the table? Probably can't say, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely an off the record type of <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, the thing like, the thing when nil kind of came up oh geez how long you know what i'm just gonna search when did nil start what does google have to say effective july 1st 2021 okay yeah okay so i i almost was gonna say i was in high school but that no i was not in high school um like when it first became a thing like i know me having a conversation with some of my um, some of my, I guess, friends in college, but then also people that I connect with on social that are more, you know, into the sports scene. My friends, mm-hmm. friends from college weren't really into the sports scene. We kind of have all our different, it's, it's a weird thing with our friend group anyways. Um, but yeah, like all the people that I connect with online, obviously they're in the sports scene and everything, you know, so when that happened, it's like, okay, so from a creative standpoint, there are all these star players, right? Yep star players wanting to get ahead of the game when comparing, you know, one, when starting their brand, but also being able to, you know, be the first ones that are doing it so they can get noticed. They can, you know, establish themselves, you know, but, you know, so we're, we're trying to look for those opportunities and, you know, see where kind of creatives fit from that conversation. I haven't worked with any collegiate, collegiate, you know, athletes, since nil to be honest um it's just not really my cup of tea and it's always and when there has been a proposal to work with a collegiate athlete it's been you know not with the athlete themselves it's always been through a middleman either the agent or their manager whoever manages them or whatever you know whatever the situation may be so the enjoyment within that for myself in my experience has kind of been you know a little bit lackluster but I know now that especially it's kind of weird timing now with like the transfer portal and everything, like how influential creative is for Mm -hmm. some of these athletes and like, what's your view on like how influential creative is like for an athlete when it compares to high profile athletes, like what's the Clemson dude? What's his, how do you pronounce his last name? The quarterback. Oh, are you talking about the uh, DJ? Yeah, uh, 
I call him DJU. Uh, I think that's his nickname. It's Uyungle. Or yeah. I don't I butcher it too bad, but he was like a high profile. He is a high profile quarterback. Let's be honest. And yeah. you know, so I know he signed a huge deal with like Vayner Sports at the beginning of the year or two years ago. Is he a freshman or is he a sophomore? I think he's a sophomore, and he just transferred. If I'm not correct, is that right? Yeah, just... yeah I, I know he entered the transfer portal. I don't okay, know where yeah, he yeah. went. Was looking. Yep. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually curious to see if he has any. I don't know if he landed anywhere. Potentially. Oh wait, uh, Oregon State. Really? Wow. Oregon State. Interesting. That's pretty cool. I like that transfer. Yeah, yeah I do too. Um, but yeah, so like athletes being able to be represented, you know, digitally and adequately digitally is like a new craze now with this whole transfer portal that, you know, and I guess, yeah, to ask, to ask you a question, to have you kind of share your, share your, um, share your, um, what, what's the point of view on this? Like, what do you think the discrepancy is between like DJ, whatever his last name is, DJU? His mm-hmm. like the high profile nature of his, the, you know, the at, hidden college athlete QB from Clemson, you know, um, to like a um, like a middle of the pack, you know, or like even like maybe one of his teammates, but like mm-hmm. a wide receiver or like a running back or like you know something like that. I, if if that's a, if you can kind yeah. of understand the question, yeah, no, I I think I I get what you're saying. So to me, just in my opinion and through what I've seen um, is, you know, you have your kind of major, major stars, your Heisman, you know, trophy candidate type players, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I think heading into the season, he may have been on there at least like, um, you know, obviously one of the more high profile uh, quarterbacks. So the difference between those guys and like, let's just say, you know, if it's an offensive lineman or, you know, they never get any love, uh, but they should. Uh, but, you know, someone like that, or even if it's like a running back or who just gets, a few, you know, snaps in the game, um, I think the gap is actually extremely large. And that's what's – it's tough. Um, it's tough to see. It's just like – because I think it can kind of um, – you know, it can be an interesting dynamic in those locker rooms between – you know, like, let's say if you got your left tackle, you know, and he's, he's probably getting something. And a lot of these schools, I think Texas Tech is one of them, just gave the, or their athletes like a base level, just like across the board, you get 25K uh, base. So there's some semblance of like, okay, okay, we're all getting paid, you know, mm-hmm. um, but then UB might be making, you know, it's it's not even a reach to say like two, three million, four million, five million um for his his tenure and that could be like per year it's it's gonna be crazy like arch manning at texas you know he's probably his potential earnings just having that name attached to him alone i mean i I can't even imagine what that figure is per year but Mm -hmm. uh you know the amount of endorsements that are coming after him and dju are you know those are your nikes and your your beats by dre versus you're kind of more local um you know maybe i don't know like a donut shop or coffee shop i don't i don't know but like that's kind of the difference you know which is still really cool um but it is a big gap i think the the gap is really big and that's tough and i guess if you flip it you know that is kind of you know i work primarily in football um but like nfl like you're starting quarterback versus offensive lineman so that's kind of 
Um, you know, and when it doesn't, when it doesn't all pan out, like for example, Russell Wilson this year, and all of a sudden you look at the, you know, the sidelines and it's, you know, there's some linemen, you know, bickering at them. And it's, it's just, it's awkward. Cause it's like, Hey man, you're getting how much money to perform and I'm getting this much, you know, do your job. So, mm-hmm. um, and everybody's trying, I'm not saying, you know, they're bad people by any means they're, everybody's trying their best, but it's, it just makes it, you know, they're pro athletes at this time. They're getting paid to play. So mm-hmm. it's a very fascinating, um, like, <laughs> I, I don't know where it's going to go. It's fascinating to see it evolve though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you mentioned, I know you mentioned Matt a little bit, um, before this, him being your mentor. Also, put a little bug in his ear. I would like to have him on my podcast. I sent out a few messages, and our conversation has just kind of fell through because he's apparently a pretty busy guy. So, he's a little bit, a little yeah. bit busy. I'll get him on here. Though. I'll text yeah. him. After. Put, put a little, <laughs> put a little bug in his ear. I would love to have, I would love to have him on. Um, but I see that he's working, you know, freelance with some, um, some athletes. Well, I think, I think mainly one, Bijan Robinson from. Yeah. Texas and yeah just seeing you know how influential that is for Bijan Robinson well granted he is probably one of the best running backs in the nation so his his abilities kind of talk the talk you know um and he kind of presents himself as an athlete you know kind of whatever you know he's good so he's gonna get coverage no matter what but then also capitalizing on that and being able to have something represent yourself to the best of, you know, its ability and having mm-hmm. your, you know, your personality and your brand kind of shown in an upper echelon way is also, you know, has, at least it seems like it's been super beneficial for him. Um, I know he has that sponsorship with what Lamborghini Austin or something like that. Yeah. Tom, but yeah, yeah, he has Lambo Austin and he's got you know, beats by Dre beats by Dre. Um, he has, the, the best one, and everybody needs to pull this up right now, uh, is is Bijan Mustardson. So his name sounds like Bijan Mustard, but uh, I think the people who do who run that, it was a guy who did all the Old Spice like commercials. And you can like when I say that, you're gonna be like, oh, I get it. And it's just some wild, you know, really brilliant marketing and creative done by uh, by that team, but. Uh, yeah, it's go check it out. Bijan Mustardson. Um, I've had the mustard. It's incredible. Uh, I'm kind of getting sidetracked just thinking about it right now. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I think uh, I can't speak for Matt. Like I know, I know I've seen some of his, his uh, photography with Bijan and like, mm-hmm. you know, he did something with Beats by Dre and, and a shoot for that, you know, forum and, and Lambo Austin was one. Um, but like, you know, you want if if you're at that level, like you need to have high quality content. Um, you know, as kind of bridging the gap, like for what we do, we just did it this year, um, and I think this is going to explode. But um, I think we're a, a little bit on the early end, which it's better to be early than later. But we just started kind of a division at Capture, and that's partly why I got brought on uh, in personal branding, and we partnered with. Jamal Williams, who is uh, the running back for the Detroit Lions um, in the wake of, you know, he was going to be on Hard Knocks and just knowing his personality, he was going to be a star in that show. So we partnered in April and it's been just 
an insane like case study like his social numbers skyrocketed <laughs> we we're just creating cool stuff for him and like a lot of it's posting content that's given to him through you know nfl players have socially and it's just like hey just <clears throat> posting those photos like those guys are all professional photographers videographers you can put it's just about consistent you know quality and it's just those guys go dormant you know they post like once a month or it's a picture of them posted up by their their car you know like just at a gas station it's like that's not you know that's cool i guess but like people <laughs> want to see kind of a little bit more about you and behind the scenes and um you know just kind of you know for him it was anime so it's is just been a blast working with him and um and his his manager and and just everything is themed around um his love for anime and we have his you know his top three and I, I like i've learned so much about anime in the past um boy i don't know less than a year that like couldn't i couldn't tell you one thing about anime now i could probably just talk about it for 20 minutes but um you know people just want to see especially that if you have like a um i don't know the right word niche niche is it niche i say niche niche okay let's go with niche but if you have like a passion off the field and kind of really push that narrative you can get this whole other following um you know let's say if it's art or movies or music and just really kind of push that so when your playing career is done you know those people you still built that audience i mean you don't you're not gonna be a football basketball baseball player forever so um but his social numbers have exploded his endorsement deals like have picked up um you know and that's at a professional level but it's the same for what you're talking about you know with matt and the Bijans of the world i mean those accounts have more followers than the teams i mean we had a qb at texas uh sam ellinger he's a he's a in the nfl now is at the colts and he had more followers at the time than uh you know, 90% of the teams we were playing. I'm like that, like you are a, a business at that point mm -hmm. and your social channels and your brand like should be professionally handled, handled. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's sorry for this rant, but it's just been really cool to see, um, you know, just kind of building that. And I know the NHL just created their own division of creating content for those top players. Um, but like that requires, <laughs> a lot of content, a lot of full-time staff, a lot of resources, you know, and, and the, the one-to-one -one relationship, you know, like as to Matt, to Bijan, um, you know, our team at Capture and Jamal, like you can just really do it right. And you can't do that, you know, a league full of 1700 athletes, you can't have 20 people doing it. It's, it's not enough. Like they, Tom Brady needs his own team, you know, mm. uh, it's been fascinating to see. It's, all those those players and those athletes in college are going to leave knowing that and be more educated on how valuable you know their social media presence is how you know their their brand can speak volumes and lead to business opportunities it's it's been just really really i think we lost them i think we may have lost tony so we will take a small little break here um, and then we will get back to back to regular regular programming. All right, are we in? I think we're back. Okay, we're back. I lost it. Oh my goodness. 
Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I I was I was a little I was a little confused because you were frozen for me, and then you texted me, you're frozen, and I was like, yeah. wait, <laughs> it's like I thought I lo- I must have lost connection, something I don't know. Um, oh, geez, what were we talking about? That's what we got to get back on. I think that was perfect because it it cut short my my rant. So it was we were talking about kind of personal branding and just just the. Uh, the crazy success that it, it had this past year. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's actually, let's actually stay on that note because that's a very interesting kind of note. And I think we can tie in. I mean, you've already talked about how designers, how you ha- as a designer have played a role in that. And um, so outside of like collegiate athletics, right. I think, I think college has gotten put on a pedestal because of that new NIL thing. It's brand new. You know, it's nice. You know, people are going to like new shiny things. Um, but from a standpoint of like, I mean, you're working with professional athletes Mm -hmm. and you just talking about how influential it is. It has been for their so like for Jamal's social channels. And, um, I mean, do you think it's, do you think it, it would be easier? I mean, you can only say, you know, so many, so many things on this, but do you think it's easier for a player to like, is he, he's partnered with capture, right? He's partnered with capture. It's capture yep. is like a, um, it's like a, what, what exactly is it like a, a marketing agency or. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's, that's a good way to describe it. Okay. So yeah, I guess, do you think, I mean, you're probably going to say yes, but maybe this will stem into a conversation. Do you think it's like as many athletes in, you know, professional, whether it's NFL, but we'll use NFL for this example. Do you think they should do this or do you think they should hire their own independent team? Like, do you think, do you think this is just a right move for athletes? Yeah, I think, um, are you saying specifically, like to work with like a, a marketing yeah, work with like a creative team and be able to yeah. adequately show themselves. I mean, let's be honest. If you're in the NFL and you have even a decent name about you in the NFL, there's enough money going around for yourself to be able to pay and adequately, you know, run your own social platforms to a point where you can gain that cost is probably going to offset itself, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think, um, I'm not sure where I cut out, so I apologize if I repeat myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think just seeing even financially, you know, it's it's tough to directly prove it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look at the numbers and just like the amount of people you're engaging, um, like the, it was like 700% a month before, you know, the even, um, before the season even started. So mm-hmm. it was, uh yeah it was it was crazy man like the amount of exposure that they get from this um their endorsement deals picked up um i think i don't know about every single athlete but i want to say you know if if you're a high profile athlete especially i mean you know who you are in in college especially in the pro level Mm -hmm. you absolutely should get yourself a creative team because you know, if you're at that 150,000, 200, you know, thousand follower, like that range, even, even whenever you get to six figures, you know, that's something you, you definitely want to, um, you know, you're, you're a businessman, like, and, and I'm talking about the Jay-Z where it's a comma, you're a business comma man, <laughs> you know? So like, 
you, your socials should, you know, if you go look at LeBron or, or Tom Brady's, like you can kind of see like the amount of content they're putting out, mm-hmm. the frequency they're doing it at. It's, it's very professional and um, you know, it's, they've benefited a lot. So you don't trip over pennies to make dollars, you know, it's something I always say. So mm-hmm. uh, absolutely it will have an incredible ROI. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I th- your camera, at least on my Discord, is cut out. Can you oh. see yourself and not see me? I don't know. I just shut off. I don't oh, know why. But perfect. There you go. Okay. Yeah, it's fixed. Just recently, yeah. some some problems with the with Discord. Maybe we'll have to figure something new out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I think like from a creative standpoint, what do you think would be the best in? I mean, obviously you're working with Capture, so you have. <laughs> you have your into this, this whole community and, and kind of how this is, you know, being ran and everything like that. But as a creative kind of listening to this and wondering how to get started and kind of set their foot into this side of design within the sports industry, what do you think should be the first step? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, honestly, like right now, I'm assuming the the easiest answer is freelance um <laughs> it's, it's I, there's just not a lot of this in existence it's so new i mean like yeah come work with me at, at capture right i mean but it's uh there's a lot of agencies that kind of claim um like there's i'm not gonna call them out obviously but they say that they do that but you can tell like i mean you just they're handling like 150 athletes. Like they can't provide 150 pro athletes with consistent quality content mm-hmm. with three people when they're worried about promoting their own, uh, you know, their own brand and, and getting more people to, to join. So I think mm-hmm. honestly, it's, it's so new right now. Um, but in, in, you know, I honestly, the only one I really know that's doing kind of what we do, let's say with Jamal or like Matt, like Matt with Bijan was, a personal connection so mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there's if you're on a current you know college team and you decided to make the jump and go freelance and tell a couple of those you know guys or or ladies like hey like i'm about to go you know on the freelance route i'd love to work with you and like create content that's mm-hmm. that's meaningful and and you know kind of be strategic that way but the nhl is the only other real I guess it's not an agency, right? But like it's a league where they have a whole team devoted to creating custom content for individual players. So that's the difference. So um, right now it's, there's, there's not a lot. So it's kind of the world is your oyster and Mm. uh, you know, but, but I think in the next two years, you're going to see a lot of this pick up. So I love to have this same chat in a couple of years and see where, (laughs) where it lands. So then, I know that's not probably the answer you were looking for, but it's just so new. Like um, the other thing I'd say, I know these donor collectives are partnering with companies. I don't know, uh, you know, the companies per se, but that's going to be part of that agreement is providing custom content for athletes. So um, I know another huge thing always will be in sports is, you know, is trading cards, uh, NFTs are big now. That's a way to kind of create, uh, there's various, you know, companies that do that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they're always, that's 
very, very financially and monetarily um, attractive. Like that is definitely a route that would be kind of both fun, you know, and you can profit quite a bit off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know a ton of NFTs, but I can see that, you know, that market too. But yeah, man, I, I really want to see where, where it goes. There's, I don't think there's a really, really solid answer yet, but there will be, I bet, in the next year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting to, to see where all this is going. Um, I even think like, I mean, more teams in general are doing more like personalized, you know, not just like just for one player, but more personalized, organic, you know, personality driven, character driven type of content around their players. So this, the type of content where these businesses are stemming towards or going towards teams are already doing that. Um, so I think like if I was a designer looking into getting, you know, into what you're doing um, and I haven't done it potentially, you know, if I was, let's say I'm in high school right now, yeah. do this for some of your friends, do this for like a football team or an, an NBA team. Like, I mean, yeah, I know high school sports get a little serious sometimes, so maybe you're not at the right high school for this, but like asking coaches, asking athletic directors, hey, can I start social channels for these teams? And, you know, can I shoot? Can I do graphics? Can I, you know, do video, you know, do photos, whatever your thing is, and just create, create, like practicing creating content around some of these players, showcasing more of a personal side of these players rather than a basketball player, football player, baseball player, you know, cause everyone knows that they are, but not everyone knows who they are as a person. I think that's where a lot of this content succeeds. It's like the audience's mm-hmm. first look in at who Alex Ovechkin is as a person rather than one of the best NHL players of all time, you know? So it's like, that's where I think, you may start if you're in like, I mean, you could do the same with college. Obviously, depending on where you are, there's going to be, you know, full intern staffs already or full full-time staff already. So obviously this depends where you are. But like I went to a D3 college in small town, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. So it's like I could have asked to, you know, sit on the sidelines at a football game every week and shoot photos of, of the guys, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, I was a design student, so I had access to the equipment. I easily could have asked my professors, Hey, I'm going to use this this weekend. Okay. Don't break it. You know, that type of stuff. Like there are some loopholes you can go into depending on your situation. Obviously. Um, if I'm out of college, like if I'm right now wanting to do this, I would probably just create, I mean, obviously your resources are a little bit more limited, but, um, the gra- I'd start with the graphic route for myself personally. I'd start creating like, you know, keeping track of, let's say I like a player. Let's say Tyreek Hill, he comes to mind. I would be making like hit personal account coverage graphics for each game that he has, you know, that type of stuff. So I can at least put it on my portfolio and showcase that I can do this type of personalized, personalized type of stuff. Or like you see Tyreek Hill had like a, let's use Christmas for example, because it just happened. He did like a charity Christmas event. Go mm-hmm. back, rebrand the details of that charity Christmas event. Say on your portfolio that this was rebranded based off of the real thing or used as inspiration or however you want to word it so you know you're not, you know, directly ripping someone's idea, you know. 
and just so you can showcase that you are able to do some of the things that these players and these media companies and you know are looking for you know so that that's where i would start um yeah i think you nailed it i mean i, I don't even think unless you're um you know you really want to get into photography like what part of creative but i mean if you're a designer or if you wanted to you know edit videos or how, like you can you can do all that you can just pick a player and do some research uh pro collegiate i mean it can be your high school buddy but if you're if you're at that level right now but you know you study up and you just build out what you're saying like we had talks all the time it's like my dream job is to be you know, I want to make movie posters for a, you know, a, a large agency. Um, you know, like there's a agency called BLT that produces like, I think all the Marvel movie posters will start making movie posters, you know, and just, and just <laughs> get better. And, and, you know, if you, you really can just through kind of building out, just build up like a fake case study uh, of, Tyreek Hill, you know, for, for a year and just, just, you know, I would say, I don't want to give away our secrets and it's not a secret, but like, you know, <laughs> you want to do like, you know, his game day, you can go on the dolphins and look at like, Hey, this is what he's wearing before every game. You know, like you can kind of see like, Hey, this is the music he's listening to. Like some of that stuff is so that inf information is so accessible now. Mm -hmm. Just, Go do it and build it out and and kind of release it in like your portfolio at the end of the year and that will gain traction if it's well done and mm -hmm. um you know it's just so much of that information's with social media or just you know google is is at your fingertips mm -hmm. uh you can you can fake it you know so yeah or just make it up you know it's like this is tyreek's game day playlist you know these are his favorite songs like mm -hmm. people understand what you're getting at it doesn't have to be accurate and just make sure like you said disclose these are not his actual favorite songs or anything right. but yeah uh, but yeah you nailed it that's that's exactly if i wasn't in that space uh that's a perfect way to show you are capable of getting into that space mm -hmm. yeah i guess it's just formulating i mean obviously applying to jobs that you want to work at yep. or you know even i mean yes you can make the portfolio piece but you also have to put yourself out there right very seldom, at least in my experience, I don't know, some people get lucky, but very seldom do things kind of just naturally come to me. Most of the time, I have to reach out to people that I want to work with. I have to reach out to different types of organizations and everything like that to see even inquire about the opportunity that I would either want to pitch them or that I'm interested in, those type of things. So you got to do the work other than, you know, you got you have to sell yourself, basically. You have to put yourself into a position where you can get those opportunities that you want. Yeah. And I think I saw, um, I'm glad you said that. I think I saw the creative director of the NFL, um, Dane, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Storson possibly. Um, but he had said something that like struck a chord with me. I believe it was him who he, he tweeted something about, we're telling our athletes to do that, to do all these things, but we don't do it ourselves. Meaning like creatives are kind of their own brands too, right? Like make mm -hmm. yourself available, like, like put your content out there, especially if you're not like where you want to be or, you know, you're growing and you want to kind of get in the industry, like show your work. Like they're not gonna, like you said, just stumble upon, you know, like, Hey, 
unless it's word of mouth, I mean, a lot of, I got my job at Alabama through social media. Like I've, I got connected with other opportunities through social media and I'm telling the, these like pro athletes and now college athletes, like we're telling the same thing. Like <laughs> your social is like a huge networking tool. You know, there's, there's a way to post a lot and not be like, it's all about me. Like mm -hmm. I wish everybody posted multiple, you know, it depends like what it is they're posting, but like, I mean, I think creatives should be posting more work all the time. I mean, it's just like, it's inspiring to others. It, um, you know, it's, it puts yourself out there. It helps you connect with other people in the industry. It leads to job, job opportunities. Like mm -hmm. it's just make yourself available. And there's a way to go about that. Just like in anything in life is it's the how, right? It's not like, Hey, look at me, but it's like, Hey, here's something I did for, you know, the Super Bowl, or like, I thought this was cool. Like, you know, just, it's, it's okay. Like, just don't say I'm the best to ever do it, or I'm the goat. That's a little, <laughs> that's, that's different. But put yourself out there. I think, I think there's a lot of creatives that are, uh, that used to be a huge debate. And I'm sure you might've stemmed on this with uh, a previous guests, but just kind of like how to post your work, you know, is, is so important. Um, but you, you definitely need to be doing that. So, um, yeah. so another, another tangent, but I just, I love when people post their stuff all the time or like mm -hmm. share it in a way. It's just like, I save all that stuff to my phone, like inspiration folders. Um, you know, I think I have like 300, I saved my phone this year. And then like another, probably triple that on my, my desktop that I see throughout the day and just like, Oh, screenshot inspiration folder, you mm -hmm. know, and I love how they, that type treatment or um you know, i can i can go on all day but mm -hmm. it's just like but man you, you just nailed on the head you really gotta you gotta put yourself out there and to be stumbled upon is um is pretty rare nowadays so mm -hmm. someone else posting that i guarantee they're posting their work and they're gonna be like oh you know let's mm -hmm. hire and he knows what he's doing so yeah, for sure yeah. yeah well tony i mean it's it's been an awesome episode having you on. It's been a really good conversation. Um, that's why I, I, I said this before, before we started recording, like, I just like these episodes because like it's most, most of the time, my first time, our first time meeting, you know, yep. we get, we get firsthand experience of how we are as, as designers and how we view the topic we're talking about. It's been, it's been awesome. Um, so yeah, thank you again for, for being on today. Um, and, it was it was a blast. Most likely, we'll be reaching back out. I mean, maybe I'll even stem out the invitation to have you back on after we stop recording here. But um, um, but yeah, to the viewer, go down below. All of Tony's links will be down below. At least I'll have his Twitter. At least where I've connected with him, and then his portfolio will be down below. Um, so go connect with Tony. Go view Tony's stuff. Um, and kind of you know go from there. However, however you would like to. But Anyways, this has been episode 28 of the Creative Process Podcast. Thank you for taking the time for um, for uh, listening today on this, I guess it's time recording, it's a Tuesday. So um, on this Wednesday or Friday or Saturday, whenever you're listening to this. Um, and as always, make sure you tell someone that you love them. All right, we will take it easy. Have a good one. Peace.